Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. 95.1, the one station where you won't hear the same songs hour after hour. This is Paula Grandquist, and you're listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you for tuning into the show that celebrates creating and stories. And I am going to start off today with a quote. I don't often do that, but I was thinking about uh, this quote because I, I encountered this as I was preparing for the show, and I thought it was pretty incredible. It's from Johann Wolfgang uh, von Goethe, which I'm sure I have probably uh, goofed up on on the pronunciation of that, but that's the way it is on Art Zany Radio. And I should also mention, too, that song wasn't exactly what I intended to play, but if you're wondering, it was called Cool It by Giant Panda. So there you go. And another cool thing to play. But this is Goethe, and he was uh, born 1749, died in 1832. Everything is simpler than you think and at the same time, more complex than you imagine. And I love that quote. I've been pondering that uh, uh, most of this week, thinking about that idea. Everything is simpler than you think, 
and at the same time, more complex than you imagine. So it it had me also thinking about this, which is a really cool story I discovered. This past spring, our family was really saddened to learn that the picture book author, Eric Carle, had passed away at the age of 91. His book, The Hungry Caterpillar, was a favorite in our house. In fact, I think we had to buy multiple copies of that book because we wore out the first few copies that we purchased because we read it again and again and again. And I'm not sure if my kids loved it because of the brightly colored illustrations or all of the food that that caterpillar pillar eight I think my that's what my kids most liked when after he I, I think it's just such a brilliant book such simple you know I can't remember the order if he ate one apple first and then two grapes uh three oranges I, I'm sure I have those wrong but it's it's so the kids are learning about color and also learning about counting and then of course he eats everything under the sun cupcakes and Oh, I can't even think of all the things. So it may be that it was that. Um, but, you know, this book is just so in- beautifully illustrated with brightly colored illustrations and the love of food that is eaten by this caterpillar um, is just I don't know. It makes you just dive into the story. And I read somewhere that this book is sold. And I read that somewhere in the world, every 30 seconds, there's a copy of this book sold. I think that is an amazing number. And Eric Carle in an interview said that he thought that the book was successful because it was a book about hope. And he said, children need hope. And I know that we all need hope. And last month I was in a bookstore and discovered a a new Eric Carle book that I did not remember, Hello, Red Fox. And what amazed me the most was that when I opened the book, I read the copyright page, and it told the story of Johann Wolfgang von Goethe and his scientific research on color. It shares the story of a time that he stopped in at a tavern. A waitress in a red dress stood nearby taking an order. She was positioned in front of a white wall. When she walked away, Goethe continued to gaze at the wall, and a strange thing happened. He saw a faint image of the waitress's dress on the wall, but it was green. This book, Hello, Red Fox, explores this phenomenon by asking you to spend time staring at a picture of a solidly colored Eric Carle-style animal with a tiny black dot in the center. After you look at the picture and count to ten, you turn your glance to the tiny black dot on the next page, but the next page is a blank white page. And it's like magic, because a faint image of the object shaded in the complementary color appears on the page. And it's glorious, and it's so much fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's such a joyful book, so check out Hello, Red Fox. Goethe spent 20 years after that moment trying to understand color. In 1810, he published his color theory. He viewed this as his most important achievement. His passion to understand color is why we know that there are three primary colors, red, blue, and yellow. All colors can be produced from those primary colors. It's simple, and underlying that simplicity is a complex world. Here's what Eric Carle said about the book and why his book, The Hungry Caterpillar, is so popular. You, little caterpillar, can grow up into a beautiful butterfly and fly into the world with your talent. I thought that was a beautiful phrase, and I hadn't heard that, and I I thought it was about becoming the butterfly, but I 
and hadn't made that connection between it's all of us and our talents. So I hope that you bring out your talents. And I feel so lucky here in Northfield to be surrounded by so many talented folks in this community. And I love hearing about the journeys of all the artists and folks in our community. And I love especially sharing those stories with you. Today in the Arts Annie Radio studio, I'm going to welcome Minneapolis artist, muralist, and screen printer, Adam Terman. He's currently painting 16 murals on the four underpasses at the new roundabout at the intersection of Highway 246 and Jefferson Parkway. Each of the four tunnels has a mural that represents one of nature's biomes in Northfield, Minnesota. His website is adamterman.com. He is well known. His style is incredible. You must go look that up if you're uh, able to do that safely, not driving the car while you're listening to the radio. Um, his bold style offers colorful takes on beloved Minnesota landmarks, great outdoors, and riffs on our everyday. His murals can be found throughout the Midwest and his screen prints in private collections worldwide. His, he works with major brands, independent businesses, and private collectors to make art a part of our everyday. Let's get talking. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Well, hi. Good morning. It's, Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. It's exciting to have <laughs> you here. Yeah. And I thought that introduction, especially the colors, uh, really struck me as something that would be great for us to right. talk about. Well, but, that's that's something. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you because I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited to be here. But in the little lobby, we were talking a little bit before. And I'm like, okay, I got all these stories now to save because I can't talk about them, right? And so one thing that I thought was really cool that you, you know, found this book and you must have found it either last night or this morning getting ready for the show or something like that, right? And, um, but as you were introducing this, I was thinking to myself, you know, in school, there was two classes for me that were the most important classes. And one of those classes was eighth grade typing. <laughs> Okay, so now we'll move on, right? We use it every day. But then the second most important class for me was in college, and that was color theory. Right. And so I thought, like, that. how great of a little segue is this? Because, you know, color theory, who knew when I was, you know, taking um, design courses? Because um, actually I graduated with a graphic design degree, and then I started doing more illustration work. And now people know me for, you know, the painting, the murals, and the art, and the screen prints, and everything else. But... In school, I was doing, you know, all the basic uh, graphic design courses, and one of them was color theory and color too. And what's really kind of neat too, I thought, was sometimes we would do, um, we would explore colors with color chips that we would hand paint, and mm-hmm. that's what Eric Carle did in his books. So he would paint all of these pieces of paper, and probably maybe you know this already. I, I don't know, but. Um, he would paint all of these pieces of paper, and then he would cut them out in order to form his illustrations to make his books. I didn't know that. So if you look again at his books, I mean, they you were talking about how the illustrations are so vibrant and beautiful, but there's also all this texture. Like, you feel like you could touch them. And I think that that's what makes his illustrations so strong is not only the colors that he's using, but also the textures and, and the forms he's making with those handmade papers and that's what gives them depth even though they're on a flat page they do they look like they're you know coming to to greet you and 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 play with you (laughs) yeah and then back to the color theory part of it with the hello red fox is that um we were talking about this a little bit where i'm working on on these murals and these these murals throughout the roundabouts they're prime they're primarily 
you know, major colors. So when you walk through, it's like, oh, that's the blue tunnel, that's the green tunnel, yellow tunnel, and then we're calling the the brown tunnel the bird tunnel just because the browns are kind of orangey. But anyway, um, but even yesterday I was working on uh, red or something like this, and I'm and I'm painting, and then someone comes up behind me and and says, oh, you must be the painter, you know. And so I'm working, and and then I look at them, and then they're all green. Right, they're oh, kind of bluish green because I was just looking at red. You were while staring I was at the painting, right? So I'm getting like real action, color theory in life, which again is one of the most important classes I took because I literally use it every day. That is something that I didn't take a class on it, and so it continues to amaze me every day. And I think that's uh, kind of you know once you understand that, uh, it can really revolutionize what you do. Right, and I wish I did understand it even better even though I use it every day. So I think I'm pretty good with it, but, you know, I'm learning something new every day. I mean, that's what life is all about, right? And and making art and, you know, hanging out with people. I mean, hopefully we all learn a little bit something new every day. Let me ask you, to, if you were to describe, because there's a certain style, which I think I find really mm-hmm. inviting and engaging about your work, and I'm sure people comment on it, and I'm sure it wasn't easy to come to <laughs> what is, you know, the voice of, of your artwork that, that uh, is recognizable. How do you describe what you, you, know, you oh. do to people? I know this is a really difficult question. <laughs> These are always the hardest questions. And, 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 and we're doing it as a verbal description, <laughs> you know, to a, a visual art. Well, congratulations. Congratulations for doing an art podcast because it's really hard to see art on the radio, right? So, you know, everybody sees things a little bit differently. Um, my style is a very bold, graphic, colorful style. It's very dynamic. Um, I use a lot of bright colors and a lot of bold lines. Um, and, you know, a lot of my influence was um, or is uh, from growing up. I mean, it's like the, the artwork that I was into as a kid. Um, comic book stuff. Mm. I never really read the comics, but I always just thought the the illustrations were so amazing. You know, and you know when you think of like bam pow and all this these big graphic um words and and how the story is told. So I always love that um skateboard art, uh album cover art, a lot of pop culture, especially from back in the 80s and 90s. Poster art too, I totally. would imagine. Totally. And and yeah, I mean and that's how back in 2003 I went to a uh, a little art show in Lower Town, St. Paul, and I met this great guy, and he introduced me to uh, a great guy who's an artist, a uh, fellow artist, and um, you know I met uh, another collective of illustrators and screen printers and um, and artists, and so we all started making um, gig posters together, and that was that was kind of a big thing back in the early two thousands, and. Um, when we could all still go to concerts and all that, remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and um, and and so I had learned, um, you know, some screen printing chops from from that era, and uh, I forget where we were going with this whole conversation. But a- anyway, that's that was what was really fun was kind of learning, you know, those those processes. And so through that, you did you hone your style? Or oh right, was it, you know, <laughs> that's, what we were. What, that's all right. Was it what uh, what people? started you know recognizing or did it just feel like this is who i am and this is what i'm putting uh, and that um uh, you know you, you that you have a connection to to yeah. expressing yourself that way i think i've always had that bold um graphic style with the with the thicker lines yeah um alphonse muka is a is a um, an artist that i love and and he's done a lot of um advertising artwork so he uses a lot of thick lines and he also uses thin lines inside uh his his um his illustrations um and so that also that um 
uh, style really lends itself, I think, to screen printing, where you know you have certain colors that you're putting down, and then a lot of times you're using what's called a key line or an outline, um, and or like a darker color, like black, for example, to go over the other layers you've already printed, and that's called trapping. So you literally trap those other colors underneath your outline. Okay. So now everything looks like it's all supposed to be put together, and that thicker the outline is, the sloppier you can get underneath, you know? But <laughs> I try to keep everything pretty tight. But somebody the other day asked me, too, it's like, well, you know, when you're, um, when you're uh, uh, painting, w- you know, what's the difference between painting and screen printing? We don't even have the time to get into all that today, but um, screen printing is so much more of a process there, you have to think about how you're putting colors together. Again, back to color theory again. You know, if you print blue and then you print magenta on top of it, you're going to get a purple, right? Right, and yeah, then, okay. And then you're going to print yellow on top of all that, then you get kind of a brown. Okay. Or yeah. if you print blue and then you print magenta and then you have another area that's open and you print yellow on top of that blue and there's no magenta on there, that's going to turn green. Oh, so you know well, you, you have you, to like almost dissect what your right. your out, final outcome is and go and step it backwards. Right, and so I'm always trying to use a limited number of screens, colors, because every screen equals a color, mm-hmm. and to see how many colors I can get away with without having to burn as many screens. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I can't believe I just described that over the radio here because that I mean, really, you have to see it to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's complicated. And you also often uh, take in or use Minnesota, you know, nature in mm-hmm. in your your work. That's kind of one of your signatures. And what what is it that that you, connects you to the outdoors? I just I I don't know. I I love. I, I I love where we live. I mean, we have um, all sorts of seasons here, and we we have all sorts of environments. I mean, we're kind of even segueing into these biomes that you know we could talk about for mm-hmm. the roundabout. But you know, what what atmospheres, what environments we have, you know, in the Twin Cities versus here in Northfield versus you know in the Boundary Waters, Lake Superior. Um, we run the gamut. Um, we just don't have mountains that's, or, or an ocean. But, hey, you know, we're, we're making do with what we have, right? So, um, And then another thing that I like to do in my work is to try to put colors into these environments that we're familiar with or could be familiar with, but give it a little bit of an edge. So th- I think that that's what my, makes my work interesting, and, and hopefully people like that. Um, and it makes it interesting for me because it's something that you don't wouldn't normally see in out in real life. I mean, you that's know. true. The oranges aren't quite that bright orange, or yeah. the you know the blues aren't that you know um, have that much uh, depth to them. Yeah. Do you really get teal in <laughs> some, in like a you know the the haze around trees? I mean, not necessarily, but I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. And then you know, hopefully, somebody feels like, oh, I could put myself in that environment. And that makes me feel good. Absolutely. Yeah, folks, you should check out Adam Turman, T-U-R-M-A-N.com. And I, I love, I'm looking at your shirt here, and it's <laughs> a draw, paint, hustle. Yeah. That's, that's your motto. <laughs> that's, that is the motto. I mean, um, you know, I, I like to do a lot of work. I also like, um, 
I love design direction, and I love uh, you know I I went to school as a graphic designer, and um, I worked as a graphic designer for years, and then I worked at this one uh, agency in Edina, and one of the vice presidents, and you know uh, I, I'm still in contact with her to this day. She uh, she saw me drawing a storyboard, and she's like, "Why are you not an illustrator?" And I said, "I don't know. D- don't graphic designers get paid more or something? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and so I uh, I actually took that to heart, and I've always loved to draw. I've always loved, um, you know, using my hands to make things and not just pushing pixels around necessarily, but which I do as well. Um, but, uh, you know, th- that was something that put a spark in me as to now I could actually go out and maybe be an illustrator and then also graduate to artist. So. Well, it's an amazing work, and we're very blessed here in Northfield to be able to have <laughs> you, you doing these. So tell me how you connected with this project. This is the Highway 246 in Jefferson Parkway, mm-hmm. which I love the way this space has been transformed, not only because it, it used to be kind of a you know annoying intersection. It would back up traffic for hours because all the schools are right there. So I've and, heard, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it was hard for the you know pedestrians to, to be safe in that area. And now we have the roundabout, but even better, you know, I, I love the the visionary uh, idea of having art be a part of that too, because you could just have a, a tunnel underneath. But right. but why why not to right. have art? How did you get connected with the project? And well, the city put out a call for um, qualifications, which is something that I prefer rather than a call for proposals. So basically, they mm. put out an RFQ, which okay. basically means that. Um, hey, tell us who you are. Tell us your you know qualifications. Give us your resume. What other projects you've done? Blah blah blah. Instead of doing work on spec, I which love I, that. Right, which I do not believe is what any creative person should be doing. Because I, you all you, you give up your ideas, and then right. there's not a way to be able to. So you spent that time, invested yeah. the time. You but, don't get paid for it. This is your job, right? And you should get you know, compensated in some way, shape or form for any work that you do that's on spec. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it wouldn't be on spec if you actually got compensated. So then, then it would be good. But anyway, so RFQ, then they whittled down the, 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 um, the pool of artists that they got and they got quite a few artists. And then, um, I was one of the finalists. They were only supposed to have two, but they actually had three, uh, which says something. And, um, and then I put a proposal together as far as what, um, what, I felt should be in the tunnel. However, again, we talked about design direction earlier and how I actually prefer that. The city came up with the idea of biomes mm. for the tunnel. So there's, so it's a roundabout, which means there's an intersection of two roads, right? So there's four pedestrian tunnels that go underneath this roundabout. Each tunnel, so that, again, this is hard to explain on the radio, <laughs> But the, each tunnel has two walls. Because they have an entrance and an exit. And then each entrance and exit has two sections. So my proposal was, well, first of all, the biomes, uh, there's four biomes. So there was um, Nurse Strand Big Woods, Prairie, Oak Savannah, and Cannon River. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, Cannon River Blue, Nurse Strand Green Woods Green, uh, Oak Savannah is Brown, and Prairie Yellow. So that was the, the, the colors I that I thought might work well for this. Another proposal I had was um, meet me at the X. So it'd be like, meet me at the Monarch or meet oh, me at the Chickadee right. or, you know, meet me at the Kayaks or whatever it is. So, and and those could be almost a wayfinding um, uh, part of the project. 
So uh, it, 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 I think all of those ideas together, along with the fact that I was actually going to be painting the whole entire length of each tunnel, I think that that helped to sell the project to the city. Uh, I actually ended up hiring a contractor to do the main tunnel painting. So there's like stripes that run down each tunnel. And we have a really great relationship with Hirschfields, a local paint store. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been working with them for years. So I met with the, with the, with the rep over there with the, um, I, I think he's like the main marketing guy. And he, <laughs> we were just brainstorming. And this kind of goes back to perspective that we were talking about today too, about like kind of the theme of the show. And, that was very daunting. So that perspective was like very overwhelming to me about, oh my God, when I came down here, because when I first came down, everything was just dirt. It was construction, <laughs> right? There was nothing there. You know, it's like, <laughs> I think it's going to be going through this area because there's a lot of dirt here. Uh, and that was, that was uh, what, 18 months ago or whatever it was. And so it was a little bit daunting. And then when I came down and actually saw the tunnels in place and they're all just concrete, it, it was very overwhelming. And so the Hirschfields rep and I brainstormed a little bit about how I could get this done without me having to do all the work. Mm-hmm. So I could do like the decorating on the cake, right? I could do the the final finish work, which is what I love to do. So... um the Hirschfields rep got me in contact with uh, a local company and uh, here in Northfield. And there's a really wonderful guy named Corey who came out and he painted all of the tunnels for me. And, and now he's a buddy. And he's just, he, he did great work. Uh, he said he was going to be there when he was there. And that's something that I really like to do too as an artist. Um, you know, I, I hear these, these things like artists are flaky and they, you know, they, they don't get up early or whatever. But, you know, I'm a nine to five guy. I don't like to work at night or on the weekends. That's family time, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat rigid in my schedule and Corey just came in and, and he hustled, you know, yeah. draw paint hustle and he got everything done. And I was like, thinking about that because the, the length of the tunnels mm-hmm. and the, the, I imagine the quantity of paint and, and the fact that you're painting on concrete was another thing I was thinking about. Yeah. How do you prep concrete? Is there a different way that you had to, <laughs> you know, to be able to get a little bit smoother of a surface? Yeah. We're, we're lucky in that, um, that concrete was, relatively smooth to begin with um there's some craters in it and Mm -hmm. there's some imperfections in it but that's also what is so great about uh mural work i mean you get to work on some weird surfaces sometimes it's uh you basically you prime it so uh put on a primer and then that seals it up but the primer usually is um you know acts like a sponge because the the concrete soaks up so much of that paint. So you go through quite a bit of that. And then once that's all set, then you can go back and paint. And um, I'm not going to describe the whole process that Corey did, but he he actually showed me a really neat process, which I'd seen online about taping and <laughs> all this stuff and, you know, kind of kind of little painter's tricks. So it was really fun to, you know, when you actually get to talk with someone else who understands what you do, and then you can teach them something and they can teach you something. It just makes the process even more fun. So he, he was teaching me a few little tricks. Um, but I know that if we ever get another project like this, we'll probably be contacting him. That's <laughs> be like, all right, dude, come on in and let's do this, you know. Um, and then, you know, for me, then everything is painted. And that's the way that we wanted it. We wanted him to paint the entire length of each tunnel so that when I came in, um, 
I didn't have to repaint certain areas. I could just paint right over what he did, Mm -hmm. and it makes the process even faster for me. So one thing that I love is is learning processes that make my work um, even more efficient and also keep the quality as high as it can possibly be. Mm -hmm. So I've been learning on this project a little bit. Um, I already have techniques that I've been using, but I'm perfecting them a little bit. So... um, I've also learned to use extremely nice paint. <laughs> In the very beginning of of my mural career, I used what's called sample paint. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's out there who is a is a budding muralist or whatever, don't use sample paint. It's garbage. And you know, so is that the kind of little cans that we get when we go home and try to, you know, you want to try out yeah. colors and put, you know, does this pink or this pink work? Yeah. And the reason that I say this is because typically the base that the that the paint is is mixed with so like paint has a base mm-hmm. and then you mix toner into that base to create the color right Cre- correct and certain colors require a deeper base so this sample paint is like a really transparent base which just basically has like a chemical and binder and toner in it like you put the mm-hmm. toner in it so binder is like a glue the way I look at paint is like paint is kind of a really expensive glue. Oh, I've never heard that before. Sounds really That's... weird, I know. But basically, if you were to just take the, the chemical of, of paint or the chemicals of paint and then and, and bind in a toner and smear that on a wall, it'd just be like smearing concentrated orange juice on a wall or something. But you need that glue to make it stick. So that's the binder. So anyway, um, I've learned just, you know, you use the really nice paint because it goes a lot faster. It's way more efficient. And I can get less coats on and still have the paint be as vibrant and last just as long um, as it would with using cheaper paint and taking five times as long to do anything. Yeah. And then I also use really high-quality spray paint. And um, so I go back over with that. But then the problem is is that now you're mixing chemicals a little bit. So um, when I go back over with my outlines, I use a paint called Nova Paint. And that's a scenic artist style paint i'm learning so much i love this and and it's it's nova colors uh um i i had a friend uh a fellow uh scenic artist muralist and she turned me on to nova color and it's incredible so i use that as my black paint and it's still water-based and it goes on and it's just it's it you only need one coat it's amazing but in order to get paint with um a water-based paint over a spray paint you need to put a seal coat over that spray paint. Okay, I was yeah, I was yeah. wondering because you don't want those blending or bleeding. And so they separate a little bit. It's the oil and water thing that happens. So um, I put a, uh, a a a sealer basically. It's like a it's like a it's a spar varnish, you know, and it's and it basically knocks everything back and it makes the wall or the paint able so that I can put other paint on top of it and go really, really fast and use that stroke that everybody kind of knows me for, that nice, clean, um, bold stroke that goes over without having to do that stroke five or six times without using that seal coat. 
That is a great insight. <laughs> I, and I was thinking about that. I, you know, so many times the artists that I interview have talked about needing to know the science behind right. their materials. And, you know, it's like clay artists and, uh, you know, the paint. And, and, and so every element of it, you have to have that experience and knowledge. It's it's not as simple as just, you know, <laughs> busting out the paintbrushes. And no, but it's trial and error. It's like I'm getting in there and, I'm, and you know, Another technique that I do would, would in, on these really highly textured walls sometimes. So on another mural I did in Crosby, um, Minnesota, I did the spray paint first. Mm. And then I went back over with paint. So I tried to, in the color swatch books, um, I have a spray paint swatch book and a regular paint swatch book. So that would be so fun. It, so you're, <laughs> ma- you're trying to match your paint colors to your spray paint colors. And so I would go in and I would, I would spray paint the wall. And to fill in all the little gaps. And then I'd go back over with paint on top of that in order just to fill in areas really fast. On the Northfield Tunnel Murals, I'm doing the opposite, where I'm painting and blocking in color. And then I'm coming back in with spray paint. So the process really is um, I will come in and I'll sketch. And I have to do that. I do that with a projector. Okay. So, that was one thing I was curious about. Yeah. That, definitely with perspective because you are painting on... Not straight, flat walls. You've got the curve, and so that is something that you have to ponder. Right, and it's a diagonal, and there's... Oh, right, yes. Yeah, and there's, there's um, uh, <laughs> what are they called? There, there's these big bolts that are in the wall from holding the railings on, and then there's, there's gaps in there because each uh, entrance or exit of this mural, uh, of these tunnels, I'm sorry, has like these made sections of concrete and they're not all lined up perfectly so um when i got the first proposal the city gave us a uh um like a schematic of what the tunnel was supposed to look like and i usually when i'm sketching i usually make a little schematic in in illustrator adobe illustrator and then i can sketch you know, using that. So I, I sketch digitally most of the time. I have a sketchbook and I jot down ideas. I write notes in that. But for the most part, I I do a lot of sketching digitally and I do it on multiple layers. And so I can just like rock and roll. I can just go really fast. That's that back to that draw paint hustle idea. And just to throw in ideas, I do a lot of Google searching for images, um, you know, especially when it came to the dwarf trout lilies that everybody's been telling me all about. Oh, I, I was wondering, um, <laughs> I, I didn't recognize, I didn't remember the name of them, right. but I knew that I'd seen them before. Now yeah. I've got to write that down. So dwarf I, trout lilies. Those are the pink ones, right? Uh, they're like these little whitish pinkish. Yeah, and, and faintly. There's Apparently, they're like the size of like a grain of rice. They're teeny, tiny, tiny, and they only come out a little bit. But anyway, I, you know, I haven't seen these things in real life, so I, I refer to you know Google image search um, often. I'll go to Instagram and I'll look at you know I'll do um, I'll search hashtags and see what I can find and um, just to get ideas and then I kind of mix and match those and I put those into um, Photoshop and then I can um, redraw in my style what mm. what. Um, what a layout would look like. So you so, can interpret what the actual flower is in t- and turn it into sort of that graphic style. Yeah. Uh-huh. So where you have the thick outline and the kind of uh, lines that you know accentuate and give depth. Right. Right. And so I sketched that out, and that's essentially what I gave as my proposal to the city. You know, to mm-hmm. get the job. And 
but it, it's it's pretty sketchy. And then just knowing that hopefully the client, you know, the city knows that their final piece will be on the wall, and then they'll get you know something that looks really finished and polished. Then, um, but yeah, I I made this little schematic. I do my little sketch and then I colorize that and I you know make it and I mock it all up but then when I got down here and the tunnels were now completed I remeasured all of those tunnels the entrances and I found that I was off a little bit so from what my what I originally made and what the city gave me was off a little tiny bit but not bad so you know when you know getting back to that perspective it's like I make something and then you get to the wall and what I've designed is like pretty close, but things happen. And so you've got to readjust a little bit and pivot and figure out what's going to work. So back to the projector and projecting the image on the wall in order to trace it, because that's how I I do that work. I had to come at night. At the time at night, the sun didn't go down until about nine. (laughs) I didn't realize you'd been down here doing that <laughs> yeah, late, so, late. Yeah, I was like, I was here, I think the first night I was here until about like past midnight and setting up at about eight and then, you know, doing about four sketches, um, you know, in about four hours or something. And then I got faster and faster because I was getting more and more used to like how to project on the wall because you can only get so far back with a projector. So you're basically like, tracing something that's like the size of a widescreen tv it's not that big Mm -hmm. so maybe like 70 inches or something and then you have to move the projector down and then get your perspective right again and everything else and then move over to the side so each one of those sketches is probably moving the projector at least 12 times you know on each side and get it into position to have everything line up lego or tetra style right in in order (laughs) to make it work but again I made the drawings. I made the sketches. I've already drawn this thing, a f- you know, a few times before the time I get it up on the wall. So I'm really used to like what the image should look like, and also how I can play with it. Because you get up there and you're like, well, that looks a little short. I'll add some stuff to the side, sure. or you know, like maybe there's a bolt there. Maybe I could move this particular element a- around it so I'm not you know, that bolt isn't messing with something or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just sort of, on the fly, you just kind of make it up a little bit. But I also try to make everything that I do as close as what I've shown the client so that when they get there and they see what I've done, they're not like, what is going on? What did he do? <laughs> That's there's, not what we signed up for, you know. So. There's a lot of moving parts in right. this. That is very interesting to hear that. The process is to, fun. Yeah. I love it. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I'm Paula Granquist. I'm here today with Adam Turman. We're talking about these murals and I, we got to come up with like one simple name to describe you know, instead of the roundabout tunnels yeah. at 246 and Jefferson Parkway. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, that maybe, maybe, maybe some of the people who've been so excited about coming in and checking up on me every day could figure out a name for it or something. But I'm, I've had, so, you know, this is something that we talked about in the lobby. Turman tunnels. I, oh, that's what we're should call mm, it. I like that one. I like the TT thing yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um that the this has been one of those projects for me that's been so fun. I've worked on other projects where I think the engagement 
this the, like the city or the the company that I worked for wanted the engagement to be as good as it is here. I've never had a project be uh, as welcoming to me as what Northfield has been. And I'm I'm not trying to just blow sunshine, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm just I'm being totally honest in that. People have been stopping by and, you know, they live around the neighborhood or some people have, have, you know, told me that they've come as far as like Owatonna or Faribault. One one woman was visiting her mom and her mom said, like, you got to come over here. And she was from Madison. So she came over. And I mean, it's been it. The, the turnout has been really amazing and it just makes me feel good every day. And then I also have these regular people who come t- and hang out with me <laughs> every single day just to check up. They, they don't need to sit there and hang out and chat for too long. They usually don't, but it's the same people just, you know, how's it going? Well, it looks like you're almost done and, you know, that kind of thing. And it just, it makes you feel good. It's good. It's great. Yeah, it's, it I, is. I had a woman bring me cookies the other day. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think, I my studio manager might remind me of this, but um, but I don't think I've ever had someone actually bring me baked goods on a on a mural job before so that's that's well, special we're all very <laughs> excited about this and what i love is that you know i, I was and what surprised me when i walked the tunnels uh, is that i found it very peaceful and mm. and very joyful um i was i wasn't sure what to expect it wasn't i, I thought i might be hearing the traffic and you know the yeah. the noise from above but instead i heard more of the birds and you know the grasses kind of moving and the crickets and you didn't hang out long enough there paula oh, oh. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> there's some loud trucks but hey you know it's on the inside of it it really is peaceful yeah and i think that that is um and, and what i see happening is that that used to be kind of people avoided that spot right mm-hmm. and now there's a way to get from you know the soccer fields or the park back to the high school and there's so much there with the high school the middle school the um 50 north for the, the seniors so there is a whole bunch of people that can use that space now that 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 wasn't possible maybe i've met all those people you've just described too i yeah. mean i really have i've met the electric bike folks i've met you know there's one crew of cyclists who come through there all the time um there's kids coming through i actually it was kind of funny the other day i i i've been blocking off the tunnels but i put caution tape up so that you know i um just that so that if somebody comes through i don't hit them or they don't hit me right um, if they're racing their bikes or skateboard and so i i it's it's a it's a safety thing so i just make sure that i'm blocking off a tunnel that i'm in anyway this kid comes up and he pulls up, and it's. I think that he probably went through before I put up the caution tape, and then he's on his way home from wherever he's coming. He's like, oh, no, how am I supposed to get home? And then I'm like, it's okay, buddy. Just keep going around. It's a roundabout. You can oh. make it. <laughs> so he hadn't thought through that. Yeah, so he's like, oh, okay. And then I saw him go through, and he's like, thanks, and, you know, on the other side of the tunnel. But, I mean, everybody's been really – and people are stopping by and, and – saying that they that they that they love it and and if they don't love it they're keeping it to themselves i guess but i think that for the most part it's giving quite a few people joy and that's that's my job that is i think that is the overwhelming experience that i've heard from people too i think it's a combination of the colors and the idea that it's nature 
in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask a little bit about how you selected some of those images because, mm. you know, once you pick the biome, there's a lot to pick from. Well, that it, was what was so cool was, again, it was the design direction. So the city came up with the biome. So they came up with the basically the overall arching theme for the project, which is like as a designer, I'm always looking for that creative brief. I love to get design direction and then kind of do with do what I want to with it because mm-hmm. that's what it, essentially people are hiring me to do. Um, but so Prairie, I thought, well, let's go with like what are really Minnesota themed, um, wildflowers and what mm-hmm. makes sense in a, in a, in a truly Minnesotan, um, prairie. And I had to also throw in, um, you know, a, a bumblebee and I had to throw in, you know, cone flowers and then also the, our state butterfly, the, the monarch. monarch. And yeah. I love those, those two elements. And like you said, that the, then becomes a place marker. I'll meet you yeah. at the monarch. And yesterday as I was leaving, I finished up my day and I'm packing up my truck and I see these, you know, this cute little group of people walking through and, um, and they're carrying like bags of things and they're carrying like cream soda and stuff like that. And like, you know, and then they have a, what I could tell was like a little photo bag with like a little photo shade. What are you guys doing? You know, and they're like, oh, we're going to take a, a photo shoot in your prairie tunnel. I'm like, a fa- oh. like a family picture? Yeah. So it was one of the, um, no, it was actually for, it was a photo shoot for a local shop here. Oh. Um, and so they were uh, coming in and, and going to shoot some apparel and shoot some product and, and uh, go in and, you know, use my mural as a backdrop. And I mean, again, that, that, that's why I do what I do. Right. I mean, I, you know, and at first I thought it was senior photos or something, but that would have been cute too. Um, so then uh, back to the, the, the overall ideas. Cannon River, to me, it just made sense to put in part of the downtown with the bridges. And you guys right now have these beautiful um, flower baskets, like, everywhere throughout the entire town. So those had to be put on onto that piece, too. Right. Um, Kayaking on the river, um, just the river itself, um, showing the sunrise or sunset, depending on how you look at it. Um, above the river and then um is it archibald mills is that is that that's, uh, that's the ruin my, that's what i yeah, oh, yeah. dundas yeah uh-huh right. so that's that, i put the that in there too that's iconic and and appropriate <laughs> i've been i've been hearing all sorts of stories on this stuff like you know after i've put in everything and it's sort of reinforces why you know why i chose what i chose and i'm i'm hopefully you know like i've chosen wisely you know as i think was that from raiders of the lost ark or something but um and then, uh, so Nurse Strand, we already talked about the dwarf trout lilies. Um, what else is in there? Oh, the, the waterfall. The waterfall, yeah, with the walking bridge. And the walking steps and the cairn, the rock cairn. Um, is that what it's called? It's just a stacking rocks. Rock cairn. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm not going to try to spell that because that's not my specialty. Um, and then... Um, Oak savannas, and that's this is my favorite tunnel because it has the birds in it, and so I've been able to do a um, um, a great gray owl, and um, uh, what did I work on? Chickadee, and then today I'm and I finished those up yesterday, uh, and then I'm going to be working on the kestrel and the downy woodpecker today. So I'm pretty pretty fired up on that kestrel. I got it. I I put hawk, but I wasn't sure it. it because it's not finished. So. Yeah, <laughs> kestrel. I, I believe it's a um, is is one of the smallest birds of prey, and they're crazy, super fast. They're really tiny, so mm-hmm. the perspective actually sort of makes sense in that space um, because the oak leaves are pretty big compared to the bird itself. But yeah, I mean, you can call it a hawk too. Whatever. I, it's it's. I I really don't mind if people think things are different than what 
I'm painting and that's okay. That's, that's great. Yeah. It Again, sounds like people you... have different perspectives than I do. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. It might seem it, it's, uh, how you, you know, feel and how you see it is what, you, you know, what you should focus on right. and not getting it right, getting right. it, what that feeling. And it's, it does, it, it, it exudes this joy. And I think it makes us realize too, the place that we live in, how, how beautiful it is and how many, you know, different ways nature has, you know, created these environments that, you know, seeing them together, right. I think is what, because you, you don't normally get to do that. No. And you can choose which tunnels your favorite, you know, if you like all <laughs> of them or, you know, if I, if you just like this one section or you just don't really care for this or whatever, that's fine. You know, I mean, that's the idea is that it's, there's something to share there and, and hopefully somebody likes something in it. But everybody w- likes something in it. I was surprised in in taking uh, photos of it, how cool the paintings played with the railings that Mm. were above them and the ways that the different angles, you know, I saw the the telephone lines, the angles of the stair, and then the, you know, the images of of the artwork. And it just, it like created this, something I wasn't expecting to see in my camera. Right. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun to play with those different, uh, you know, the hard lines and then the soft lines. I, I just think too... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I was going to ask if you documented <laughs> the process. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a time lapse. Um, it's not. It's it. It's hard to do a time lapse in there because the way that I work is I'm very overall. So if I'm working with one color, I'm gonna and I'm working on a particular side. So the way that I've been, I I'll back up here a little bit. On each tunnel, there's there's you know two entrances, and so I'll tend to set up at one side, and. If there's like red in there, then I'm working on both sides or like um, both sides of that one entrance, if that makes sense. Not yes. both ends, but both, you know, uh, sides of that same side of the tunnel, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> Having trouble describing it. But um, so the way that I set up the time lapse is basically I'm trying to capture both walls. Mm-hmm. So I capture it from a front view and um, instead of just doing a view right of a particular wall okay. because then it would limit me. Um, as far as speed and um, efficiency goes. So, if you know, and everything is, most of the tunnels have similar color palettes throughout. So I have like a, you know, like the Cannon River Tunnel, there's a lot of blues and oranges in, in each in, in each mural throughout that entire tunnel. And the Oak Savannahs with the birds, browns, reds, oranges, mm-hmm. grays. And, and so, you know, it's not worth it for me to be just working on one side of an entrance it's it, it's way more efficient to work both that makes sense yeah and and so where will we be able to see that would be something wonderful will it be on your website too uh yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's one thing is like the time lapses always take the longest to actually put up so really instagram is probably the best way to see the work at this point so it's at and, at adam Turman. okay and t-u-r-m-a-n um and my studio manager does a great job um, keeping that up to date, and I, I've been working with that too. Uh, we love Instagram, and you know, if anybody goes out there and takes a picture, and you know, please tag us, mention us, all that stuff. What would we you love like it. the tag to be so it's going to be consistent? Well, we usually just do, um, you know, hashtag Adam Terman, but Perfect. Uh, That's you know, it's at Adam Terman. So all that is great. 
and, and yeah, I think that there will be, uh, you know, just like that, that photo shoot was happening out yeah. there, there'll be a lot of people wanting to, I could see family photos or, you know, just, uh, you know, measure your kids as, you know, okay, you're, <laughs> you're up to the top of the daisy. Yeah. And now, now you're <laughs> totally. I love that. That's great. See, again, people, you know, just making up fun things to do. Uh, I see, you know, the, the, the same kids coming often day after day, too. And just, I love it. That's great. And I was thinking, too, I've only visited them during the day. Mm. And so I and I know there's lights in the tunnel. So I'd be curious. to. It probably looks different. Now, when you're selecting colors and and yeah. shapes, are you thinking about that to the way the light changes? Um, honestly, not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I don't uh, take into account uh, as much. It depends. It's usually where the, the main the main time of day or the main type of lighting that something is going to get. Like uh, I've done some murals inside um, some restaurants that are dimly lit. So therefore I use brighter colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sometimes if, if they, if the client requires something that they want it to be a little bit more dull, I can do that too. Uh, typically people hire me for, you know, really bright, bold colors though. Um, now, that'll be fun to see how yeah. it changes through the seasons too. I was gonna say too the the yeah that isn't that gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another reason why I didn't paint the there's little like slanted walls at the bottom. Um, you know those are gonna be good for snow removal. So I just didn't want to put any artwork down there that might get ruined quickly. But the lighting in the tunnel, they're actually really safe. Um, you know because they're so well lit at night. Um, I've never seen pedestrian tunnels under roundabouts that have a lighting system like these do not that i'm really staring at that that often let's be <laughs> honest but um i mean they are incredibly well lit i know they worked really hard on yeah. that aspect of it it's and awesome you had to, to coordinate with so many different um you know just all the moving parts i just yeah. love love hearing about that and revealing to us how that you make that happen it's it's a very um, it takes a lot of experience to get to the point where you're you're having success with that, and it's fabulous. We feel very blessed to be able to. It really is trial and error. I mean, I've worked on all sorts of different walls, and you know, you get you get someplace, and then all of a sudden, part of that wall falls off, and you're like, okay, <laughs> how are we going to deal with that? You know, so and that part- was a question I had was, how do we take care of these murals? Have you worked with the city to make sure that they're, you know, um, going to to endure? weather climate uh, yeah yeah the um, well the people <laughs> aspect that's the most interesting um <laughs> not the most interesting but that's that's the topic that comes up the most mm-hmm. is all these everybody says we hope this doesn't get tagged yeah. and i would say that typically that public art tends to not get tagged um however you know they're very nice canvases in there um and but the thing is is that we're i have the paint numbers and the style of paints for the city oh excellent and 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 i made the when we designed those stripes that we were talking about when that Corey painted that those stripes are designed in such a way that they're really easy if anything does happen to be able to repair and 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 also the paint itself like we were talking about earlier extremely nice paint i've learned my lesson and this paint is all exterior and it's it's solid i mean this stuff i joke a little bit that the concrete underneath it'll fall apart before the paint starts falling <laughs> off um but it's it's really good stuff and it it you know in theory knock on wood should be just fine i yeah i hope it's here for decades and years and uh <laughs> who knows how long but but you know those murals that are like ghost murals that kind of 
you kind of fade away and they're kind of chipping apart. They I have, love that I stuff I was going to say, they kind of have a spirit too, yeah, right? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Tell me what it is that you think you've uh, gained from being a part of this mural experience. You've, you've done, you know, I don't know how many, 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 uh, but you mentioned how special this one was because of the, the response you've gotten. So what are you taking away from this? Because you're just about to wrap up. I know, I know. It's kind of sad, you know? Um, I guess I won't miss the commute part of it too much, but... <laughs> But I, I will miss the, you know, the community. And from what I took from it is, I mean, um, I'm good, just going to say you guys. You guys really care. You guys are really nice. Aww. The community is awesome. Can't talk about it. I'll start crying. Oh. But no, it's great. It's great. I love it. Well, we're just so excited. I think there's might, and I'll certainly keep people posted. There might be some sort of a, a launch or a, you know, a, a, I don't know if you call it ribbon cutting or tunnel cutting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, the the city librarian she and I were talking a little bit about because um, she's uh, actually so I should you know mention Teresa was the Teresa Jensen. Yes, she was the uh, she has retired since this project has started and she's been wonderful and then natalie her replacement has been wonderful as well natalie draper yep yep and uh and and also just really the rest of the city council and 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 the mayor and everybody's just been really awesome and 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 you paula i mean you know thanks for having me on the show and everything too so what a great experience i'm I'm a lucky guy i think it 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 comes off and and it fills fills the room with joy so thank you yay (laughs) that's exciting folks this is art zany radio for the imagination art adam terman has been my guest and we've been having a great time i've learned a lot about making murals and i can't wait for you to go and discover them please do go visit uh take the time you can park the best tip i got from you is park by the baseball fields yeah (laughs) and then you can walk and do all four tunnels yes without having to cross the street and there's a bathroom right there (laughs) (laughs) always an important point Uh, the tunnels are located again at 246 and jefferson parkway folks i thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show today and um, hope that you will you know take that time to you know think about that goethe quote that everything is simpler than you think and at the same time more complex than you imagine take this into your world today how do you make something simpler and how do you enjoy the complexity? How will you adjust your perspective? So I hope you'll ponder that in the next week. And I always remind you, don't forget to add some art zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces. In addition to a 300-seat auditorium, visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372. The Dakota County Fair is back, and we've got a lot of catching up to do. 